Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today, I am so excited to have my friend, Elena Gorley, on with me. And let me just tell you a little bit about Elena. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, psychic, medium, and spiritual guide specializing in past life regression and hypnotic healing. And I got to experience her just this past weekend. She is honored to be a part of the process to help clients heal current or past relationship issues, physical, mental, or emotional traumas, phobias, anxieties, addictions, reduced stress, insomnia, pain, depression, and anxiety. In addition to improving <laughs> performance, pre and post-surgery prep, pregnancy, labor and birth and weight loss and smoking cessation that is yeah. mouthful yeah <laughs> i never know what i'm getting into and i love every minute of it <laughs> um, so how did you get into this work like how how long have you been doing it how'd you get into it and yeah. <laughs> so i was a bio pre-med undergrad and thought I was going to go to medical school. And when that went off the rails, I volunteered for a year in Kentucky. And while I was there, I learned about social work. I had never really known what that was and was very intrigued by mental health. So all of those pieces you mentioned with the depression, the anxiety, um, personality disorders, just anything to do with the brain really fascinated me. And so when I looked into the, um, I'm going to move that. Um, when I looked into grad school, I found about masters in social work and I could do a concentration in mental health. And so I dove into that and absolutely loved it. And during that time when I was in Lexington, that's actually when I started to do um, kundalini work. I didn't even know what that meant, but I showed up at this group and we started raising our kundalini energy. And um, I'm just like, yeah, okay, let's go on this wild ride. And so I did that therapy work for a long time and found that there was just more. And I ended up doing my past life regression certification and started moving into more of that metaphysical work. And around that time, my brother died. Mm. It was very sudden, unexpected. And I feel like that was the first step to really opening back up those metaphysical gifts that I kind of pushed down from when I was really little. And then that's just taken me in all kinds of interesting directions from there. So yeah so okay so you you do remember as a child and having gifts yes and you remember what kind of gifts specifically you had yeah so looking back now i would call people my imaginary friends and it happened to be my aunt who had died and my sister who had died and there was no way at three four five when i was talking to these imaginary friends that it wasn't actually their spirits. So now looking back, it makes perfect sense. Um, at the time, everybody just was on board with imaginary friends. Um, but yeah, I even came across a video just this past year. I've been doing research to write a family memoir. And there is a, um, a, a video of me when I was four. My mom was pregnant with my sister that died. And I said that she should name her Teresa, which was my aunt that had died. And like at four, you can't put those pieces together. Like how I even knew about my dead aunt at four? Like it's not like they talked about it, you know? Right. So yeah, just wild things like that. <laughs> wow. So when did you realize that it was your sister and your aunt? It wasn't until much later. So I would say probably even when I got back into everything in 2007, when I started getting back into the past life work and really starting to explore what that meant and what it meant for my beliefs and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Well, pretty incredible. Because I think, you know, I mean, you have children, I've got children, I've got a lot of friends with kids that have imaginary friends or mm -hmm. when they're young. 
Yes. A lot of people that aren't necessarily spiritually aware are just like, oh yeah, that's fake, whatever. Yeah. But really, it's not, is no. it? No, it's not fake. And I always, I love it. Like when my kids were little, I was like, who were you before this life? And, you know, just kind of asking those questions because they're still open and they haven't been culturally indoctrinated with like, oh, that's not real. Or we don't believe that. Or we don't talk about that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's fun to, to see where that goes. <laughs> so do you remember what age for you, it got shut off or, or closed I down? Think yeah, I think it was pretty shortly after those time frames. So probably like that five, six. So I went to Catholic school, oh. kindergarten through 12th grade. Okay. And so there's definitely pieces of Catholicism that frown upon connecting on your own. They kind of have that idea that you have to go through the priest and the priest is your conduit to God and Jesus and all of those things. Um I don't consciously remember what shut it down. I do remember something in uh, more like high school when um, somebody had told me that like tarot cards, like I just gotten them for fun and they're like, Oh, that's talking to the devil. So I remember just like bits and pieces of those things. Um, I think I just got so busy being a kid too, that it wasn't like cool or popular to be like, Oh, I see so-and-so over there. <laughs> I already didn't have like a lot of friends, so I didn't need to be doing things like that. <laughs> well, okay. So then that Catholic indoctrination, so I didn't grow up like that at all, but I know a lot of people that have in different religions. And so how did you finally start peeling back those layers to then come into being able to do past life regressions and be a psychic and a medium and all the work that you do? Yeah, so it was really interesting. So both sides of my family were very, very Catholic, like church every Sunday, every holy day, all of those things. But my grandma on my dad's side prayed all of the novenas, but she also got her tea leaves read and saw mediums. And she had had several near-death experiences because she had had surgeries. And so she died on the table went into the white light, saw her dad, talked to him and came back. So I grew up with the Catholic faith, but then also hearing these kinds of stories. And she actually told a story of her and my grandpa going to San Francisco and driving. And she was like, turn here, turn here, turn here. They had never been there before, but she knew where she was and, and how to get places. So kind of grew up hearing that like, yeah, past lives are possible. We have, we could have been places before this. So yeah, I was lucky that I could see both sides of it and not think that the more metaphysical side was evil or wrong. So yeah. after my brother died, um, it was kind of a rough time. Like an uncle died uh, very young and then my brother died and then another uncle died and then another grandma or then my grandma and grandpa um all within i think it was within five years and so that when you have things like that happen i think it does kind of you want to connect to the yeah. other side you want to see that there's still life or experiences or energy beyond this place um and so then i started exploring mediums and going to them. And then as I did that, everything just started opening back up for me too. So. Okay. So um, when, after the death of your brother, like, were you able to see him? Yeah, I, him or it was hard. So he died by suicide and there, and me being in mental health, there were just so many feelings around that. He wasn't depressed. He wasn't anxious. He didn't have like severe mental health issues. He was the life of the party. Everybody loved and adored him. So it wasn't like this was something that was expected or was even on the table. It just came out of nowhere. Um, so I think for a long time, it was hard for me because I had so many feelings wrapped up in his death that it was hard for me to see. So I was going to other mediums and having them connect and, and foster that connection. So now I can, but back then 
definitely yeah. not because I was so angry and hurt and upset. So, yeah. Do you think that that actually, um, for people that might want to connect with their past loved ones, if there is a lot of trauma or a lot of still, um, sadness or grief, is it harder for them to connect? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's whenever you have a lot of feelings wrapped into it, it is hard to get outside of yourself, be able to see the signs and the symbols and the synchronicities. And um, so I've been, so my brother died and then I I was with my uncle when he died. I was with another cousin when he died. And then we just had our baby die in December. And I think each of those deaths have opened things up more and more for me. Um, so it's almost like by witnessing other people die, that those were kind of like near death experiences for myself, um, especially with our baby dying. I really do feel like a piece of me died with him. You know, so I've talked to my mentor and he's like, absolutely. That's like your own near death experience. He died inside of you, you know, like there's so much wrapped into that. So now in this part of my journey, I'm seeing the signs and symbols and synchronicities everywhere. Like there's no explaining it away. There's no fluffing it off. They are so in your face. So I think there's that possibility too, that when these traumatic things happen, we can completely let go of any hesitations or reservations. So it can kind of go either way. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't know if we were going to go there with, with your baby recently. Yeah. You're willing to share just a little bit about sure. how you've, I mean, you have such gracefully been able to go through that grief and not that you're not still grieving, but you are on the other side where you can see the purpose of mm -hmm. what Bodhi came here to be yeah. with you. So if you can share that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, so he died December 6th. He, and he, we call it born to heaven because he died when I was in labor. So he never took a breath, um, <clears throat> earth side. And so, yeah, it's been a long road, even though it's been a short time. It, it's like this, almost like a time warp where it feels like it was yesterday, but yet so long ago. And there's just been so many incredible things that have happened since he died. And, um, one of the most meaningful was I was doing a guided meditation with a friend of mine, another Lisa. I know so many Lisas. <laughs> um, and she took us into this garden and I kind I was seeing myself, but also experiencing it. And I could, I could feel and see myself over a grave. And then I felt Bodhi behind me. And it was the feeling that, I can go down the path of darkness and grief and go down that tunnel, mm -hmm. or I can turn around and see the beauty all around me and, um, you know, and see him in the raindrops and in the rainbows and in the springtime birds. And it was not an either, or it was like, you can do both things, but remember that you can turn around and still see the beauty. And that, soothed my soul in such a way that I can't even put into words really. It was such a beautiful vision and um, it meant a lot because one of the, the poems that we did at his service that we had in his little booklet was look for me in the rainbows. And so just that idea of they don't leave us, their energy is with us. It's not just not in the way we expected, but he is still here with us. Absolutely. So. Well, beautiful. Well, so with all the work that you have done, so I think 14 years doing passing mm -hmm. with clients, has that work helped you um, in understanding that death is just simply changing form? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, it really helped me with my brother's death, knowing that we had been in past lives before and we'll be in lives together again in the future. It did give me such a feeling of peace. And I've often shared that with people, you know, 
the the things that we've been through in our life, we tend to attract clients that are also going through the same thing. So I've seen a lot of clients that have lost siblings or, you know, those really close people. And so just sharing that with them and then allowing them to experience that in a past life regression, seeing their loved one in another life, knowing that our souls continue to grow and evolve and we get to see our loved ones again. It's uh, yeah, it brings such a sense of peace. So. Yeah. And that's what I've experienced with my clients as well, that every time I take them to maybe the end of that life and they're able to see, Oh, okay. That's just a body. That's a costume and experience. Mm -hmm. but it's not who I really am. So it, it gets that information in for them, but it also re reminds me continue. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. Change of energy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And which sounds simple and easy, but it is hard to acknowledge that when they're not here and it hurts yeah. so bad and you expected something different. And, you know, so we do have to balance that humanness yeah. and that hurt and how much it, it, it does affect our day to day. But yet, honoring that we are just energy and we are a soul on a path with a purpose and to hear and to be here to learn and grow and love and expand. So yeah, just, you can hold both of those. You can feel the human feelings and you can recognize that we're energy and spirit and all of those things too. Yeah. So um, with the work that you've done with past life, um, I, in our in talking with you before so you've had clients that mm -hmm. haven't just gone to earth lives you've had yes. clients that go to non-earth non-human form lives mm -hmm. so giving away any like who they who your clients are if you could just share a couple stories about what that experience was like or what came up yeah absolutely so um Sometimes we've gone in with the intention of looking for different forms. And then other times that just happens to be what comes up. And um, the clients that I'm sharing about don't mind, you know, is sharing some of the details. Yeah. And, you know, they're very open to, to sharing that, and of course, not giving names. But um, one of those was the fairy realm. And so, you know, we had set an intention for what she wanted to work on. And as we started going, you know, just the things that she's talking about, I'm like, I don't think she's human. And so then just starting to ask different questions and, and notice things. And I think my favorite part of that was as I was looking at her, cause you know, we sit beside them. I noticed that her ear on the inside made a perfect heart. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is like a carryover from your fairy life. This perfect heart on the inside of your ear. And like, I still get chills when I say that because it was just one of those like aha moments. Um, and, you know, the thing about whether it's a, a life in the fairy realm or an alien life or a human life is that there's always a purpose or a reason for why they need to go to that particular existence. So there's some kind of issue in their current life that is bothering them that we're going back to heal or address and then it's just that we need to go to that particular life um, to gain some insight and clarity. And so with the um, with another one, she was just struggling with every bit of human existence, mm -hmm. you know, needing the job and needing to eat and, you know, having relationships, just everything felt like such a struggle. And so when we went in, it was that she was actually had come from another planet. And so earth life was just so different than that alien planet. You know, they lived underground. She didn't need to eat food. She was alone most of the time. And so coming to earth and it being above ground and people all the time and having to eat like three meals a day and go to work, like, it was just too much. And so, but go, being able to go and have awareness around that 
was able to soothe how like overwhelmed she felt about life on earth. It gave her that higher perspective and that insight to be like, okay, this is why it feels this way. What do I need to do to feel and function my best in this human form? Um, so that was really cool to be able to experience with her and and help her to because she came to earth for a reason. She came into human form for a reason. So we need to figure that out to help her in her day to day life. So yeah, those were, um, you know, kind of the top two that stick out the most to me. Mm-hmm. And just really enjoyed that journey and that process, helping them feel better, function better day to day. So yeah. Excellent. Well, and then so over the weekend, you and I, we did a session on me where it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a healing. Um, it was more of an exploratory. Yes. Wanting confirmation, validation, more of that kind of thing. Um, and so like normally I, I, how I work with clients is like, okay, what are you trying to get out of this? And mm-hmm. sometimes it is a healing, but sometimes it is more like what I wanted with you. So I appreciate yes. you being willing to take me to those different experiences. <laughs> and so, you know, I got to um, more embody my Arcturian life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, I think that particular life, and, and as I understand things in past life regression, there really isn't past, there isn't future. All timelines are existing simultaneously parallel mm-hmm. so I am, even though I'm here right here talking to you I also am working back in my Arcturian realm yes currently. and so what I have understood in that is that I'm a healer but in the Arcturian world they don't need healing themselves because they are higher dimensional and they don't mm-hmm. get sick but it's to send me earthly energy um, to help heal myself and other people Yes. So being able to mind blowing. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you watching, you know, there there are some different levels that you're working on that you're totally unaware of. Because I only discovered this last month. Oh wow. I didn't realize it was that yeah. The energy healing piece. Yeah. So and actually my guest that I'm having on next week, she's the one that led me through that journey to really see what that like, mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, what's well, so important about the Arcturians. And, yeah. and so anyway, so the work that you do and that I do to really help people embody these different aspects of ourselves, mm-hmm. we aren't necessarily, we aren't just this one earth human. We do yeah. have multiple facets that are going on and there may be blockages or limitations that are keeping us back that aren't have nothing to do with like childhood trauma in this life. Sometimes it does, but really getting in there and being able to make those changes at that quantum level. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that I want to mention too, is that neither one of us is ever leading. We're always supporting them and exploring. So I'm not, I wasn't telling you anything. You are telling me about your experience, just like I am with any other client. I'm not saying, and now you're going to this place. No, we're saying you go back in time, you walk through that door and you tell me about it. So I do want to make that clear because I think I've been getting that question a lot. Like, well, aren't you telling me? No, no, no. You're experiencing it for yourself. I'm there to hold the space, to maintain the energy, and to ask the intuitive questions that keep moving you along that path and that journey in the way that you need to experience it. But, you know, they are giving us the information. I think that's an important piece of that. I agree because I do have people who come to me too. Well, aren't you going to tell me who I was in my past life? So I'm like, no, you're going to tell, you're going to figure that out. Yes. And I feel like it's more powerful if you're going back and experiencing it for yourself, seeing it through your eyes, yes. feeling the feelings. 
Uh-huh. That, you know, crying the tears. Yeah, that is so much more powerful than me just sitting here telling you, like, yeah, you were an Octurian and yeah. you were blue and you had this crystal. Like, but you experiencing that is so powerful. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I even just, even when people are leaving that life, um, and then going up to the light, you know, there are some times where I take them to the light and they get to experience that pure love. Yeah. And often it's there, they might see their past loved ones or their guides or other things. And just, mm-hmm. I mean, so the mind, everything that's in the mind is real. And that's one thing that I do want to talk to you about because so some people think that, okay, in order to have a real experience with like maybe my past loved one or an alien or a spacecraft, it has to physically land in front of you or it has to be right here in your face. Mm-hmm. You see it. Um, no, you don't. No. <laughs> because no. <laughs> you can go into a meditative state, you know, into alpha, theta, delta, and in that those experiences are real. Yes, absolutely. Our minds are where everything is anyways. We're just making all of this up in front of us. I mean, if we're going to talk about the cosmos, we might as well go all the way into it. You know, any of our reality is just created by us. And so, yeah, when we go inward and we go into our minds, that's where we connect with all that is. And as we connect with all that is, then we can you know, travel to these past lives or parallel lives or other kingdoms and interplanetary, we can do all of those things. And it is very real. Mm -hmm. And you can get the confirmation. Um, Can I share about what just happened with me the other day? So I've been diving into Dolores Cannon. She's been on my to read list forever. But after I talked with you, I was like, yeah, now's the time. So I flew through two of her books. And I think it was last year or the year before um, at the shop that I work at here locally, we do classes. And so we had been doing an astral travel. And that astral travel class was incredible because there was also a comet that was passing by us that exact night we could see it in the sky as we're like inside doing this astral traveling like another one of those like you couldn't make that up if you tried (laughs) and um on that particular night he had us go to um i don't know if we went to the moon and he invited other aliens in or i can't remember the exact dynamics but my interaction ended up being with four different interplanetary beings and they were offering me healing. And one of them was this like gray being that had tentacles. And, you know, you just kind of tuck that away. I'm like, did I just make that up? Like whatever. And so I'm driving to Pittsburgh the other night and it's a far drive for me and I'm listening to the book and that particular being popped into my head. I don't know why I wasn't like trying to recall it or anything just popped into my mind. The next part of that book was her regressing this man who started talking about that exact being. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that did not just happen. So it was like this perfect confirmation of this being that I had experienced like a year or two ago and then it pops into my mind and then I hear it in this book. And it's it's just one of those synchronicities that you just absolutely cannot make up. So, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Do you remember what the other beings looked like or were? Yeah. So I kind of have a vague sense of them. Um, the the other the one was kind of like more of a green um, color and felt like a taller being. And I've told you this, I'm not familiar with all the different like Octorians look like this and Syrians. I don't know all of that stuff. Um, It's always fascinated me, but I've never just just never dived into it. And then the other two were more of like an energy. So it wasn't like they had a particular form. Mm -hmm. And um, after that particular astral travel, I do have an interplanetary being. So she helps me whenever I'm working with people 
who have that interplanetary connection. So she's kind of, you know, helping me. She's one of my guides to help me help those people better. So, um, yeah, but that healing was incredible. I absolutely had an amazing experience with that. Yeah. So with, um, with your guide, how did, does she, like for you, do you see her? Do you feel her? Do you hear her? What, how does that show up? Yeah. So I would, definitely been more of a feeler and a knower. And so most of what I experience is a feeling, but I also see them in my mind's eye. So I see my guides, you know, I feel them communicating with me, um, getting those nudges, those intuitive hits. And so it, I feel her, but I can also see her too. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to share a quick story about how I first met my Arcturians because I didn't know the different races at mm -hmm. that point. And I, I knew about the greys because they're all over Hollywood media. Yeah. And, and I had read communion when I was young. And then I knew about my group from IO and, but those were the only two groups I knew. And I knew there were others that existed. I just, you know, I, I at that point I wasn't like diving deep into alien races and so it was about three and a half years ago, I was taking a psychic intuition development class with my friend Lisa Holm. And the very first night, she took us on a journey to meet our guide that would help us really enhance our psychic abilities. Like we could, they, we could call them in to get extra information or get answers. Mm -hmm. Well, so I went to a completely different realm where I, in front of me are these beautiful blue beings, just mm -hmm. I mean, they just beautiful and exuding love. And the message was that you are one of us. We are one of you. We're family. We are all one. Wow. And um, so I came out of that and we all in the class, we were sharing our stories about who our guides were. Most, you know, I was the only one that had a non-human guide. Oh, interesting. And everyone else, it was like some person some of them they knew, some of them they didn't know. Mm -hmm. But there did happen to be a, a lady in the class who was more familiar with alien races. So when I described these blue beans, and I had a lot of detail that I described, and she was like, oh, those are either the Arcturians or the Avians. Mm. And so I'm like, okay. So I went home and I Googled. And I love, you know, I love that we have Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so I Googled and I looked at the images and as soon as I saw the depictions of the Arcturians, I'm like, oh my God, that is exactly what I wow. saw. And I, you know, I had never heard or seen of them before yeah. anything. And, and since then, since I've been um, doing the UFO tours and the spiritual journey to meet your galactic family and guides, I've had quite a few people experience similar things where they don't know anything about any of these different alien beings. Yeah. But when they are in that journey, they're able to really, they see the detail because I walk them through, okay, see, see as much detail as you can. Mm -hmm. One of my ladies on my retreat last fall, like she, she came out of that and she was describing it. And then I showed her a picture of one of the groups. Cause I'm like, I knew who it was immediately. And she's like, Oh my God, that's exactly yeah. the number of fingers and all of that. Wow. And she had no clue, no galactic experience before. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you can't make this shit up, people. Well, no. you can, but even if I mean, you're you can. Up, yeah. yeah, even if you're making it up, it can be real too. Though. Yeah. 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 And like things like that where I have no clue. So then I'm seeing this being and then it's being validated in a book that I've never read or heard or, you know, anything. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause sometimes you do feel like you're making it up yeah. and then something like that happens and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. We're good. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and even in the experience, like you, you were saying, you don't know much about Arcturians or any of the other groups. And so mm -hmm. when we're doing my session and before I even was like, okay, blue, you know, they're, they look blue. Yeah blue and you were already seeing blue in your head yeah I could already feel us surrounded in blue and I'm like oh okay like you know blue's healing it's soothing and then you started talking and I was like oh that's why I'm seeing blue it's because they're blue I didn't know <laughs> and that realm is blue like the light yeah. and everything wow. 
gives off this beautiful blue hue. But hue. Wow. That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> so besides your interaction with doing this astral travel, have you had any other ET or UFO experiences? That the you other one... The other one that I recall is I was in, I think, high school, and my cousin was in a dance show in a college, like about an hour away. And so I was in the very back of the van, and we're driving, and it's dark, of course, and I'm looking up at the sky, and it's before I got car sick and have to, like, now I have to, like, sit forward, and <laughs> back in the olden days when I could actually look out the window and enjoy the scenery. I was looking up and it was one of the planets. I don't know which one was most evident then. And as I was watching, you know, I'm looking at that planet super bright and all of a sudden it perfect angles, two lights to shoot off of that planet. And I was like, yeah, there's no way that that wasn't, you know, something like to have mm -hmm. them at those perfect angles shooting off at the exact same time. And then just like, poof, they were gone. And so that just always stuck with me. Like I can remember so many, like I can remember the minivan that I was in and, you know, the angle of where it was in the sky. And so it's just really, really interesting. That had always stuck with me. And I don't, and at that time, you know, we're old enough that that exists, we existed before the internet. <laughs> so it wasn't like you could just like go look things up. Like you would have to go to the library and get a book. And, and so I didn't ever read anything about aliens. Although my dad always loved um, like Star Trek and Quantum Leap. And we did watch Unsolved Mysteries. Um, I know I watched that way too young. Um, so they would talk about aliens or UFO things on those kinds of shows. So that's like what I remember about my first experiences of he actually even hearing about aliens and things. So. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Okay, so let's talk about astral traveling. Mm -hmm. That's something that you have done quite a bit of, right? Yes. So for those in our audience that don't know what that is or how to do it, can you explain how what yeah. your process is for doing that? Yeah, so it's amazing and it's so fun and um when i first started doing it we were doing it kind of as a remote viewing so you know our shop is pretty uh unique we have a palm reader here we um she's a psychic medium palm reader we have a tarot lady who's psychic medium um we have a guy that comes down reverend he's a reverend psychic medium and then me i focus on the past life regression and hypnosis and so we get a lot of calls and things of um, hauntings or spirits or, you know, weird or odd things going on in people's homes. And so they do a lot. I don't do that as much, but um, two of the people here do a lot of remote viewing okay. to clear spaces. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to go to the home. They don't have to go to the land. They can do the, the clearing from here and so that was when i first started getting into that whole idea that you can go to places from within your mind and so then that kind of just segues into the astral travel and with that it is allowing your spirit to exit and and go places and so um the, the one time that we were doing it, I set the intention of going to the most beautiful mountains, expecting that I was going to go to like Switzerland or, you know, somewhere like that. Well, all of a sudden I'm seeing these mountains where it's like all of these layers of gemstones and I'm like, holy crap, that's beautiful. And, you know, we come out of it and, and then I'm asking my mentor and He's like, oh, yeah, that's in the fairy realm. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. You know, so there's pieces that I'm still learning. Like, there's just so much to learn out there. Yes. And yeah, like, it's just like, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime of learning and exploring and growing. And so, yeah, so it's kind of that idea of allowing your spirit to go out and setting that intention. So whether you're going out to, 
clear a space or whether you're going out to explore. Uh, yeah, that's the, the astral travel journey. And um, one of the things that has come up with so many of my clients lately that I want to share mm -hmm. is that we do travel when we're sleeping. Yes. So <laughs> our bodies need to rest and rejuvenate, but our souls or spirits don't. And so we can go out and travel, we can gain information. There's just so many different things. But people have been really drained lately. I know I was feeling drained. And so um, letting our guides know like, hey, we need to stay in our body tonight and get a full night's sleep. We need to rest, we need to recover. And um, it is amazing. I just finished up a I did a five week course of meet your spirit team. So each week we were going to meet a guide an angel an ancestor an animal friend and an elemental. And that one the one of the nights sleep came up. I was like, Hey, try this. Like I just started doing this like one night a week or you know, as I need to it's amazing. And we wrapped up on Sunday. And the one guy was like, I had the best night's sleep that I have ever had in as many years as I can remember. He's like, I would have paid the course fee just for that <laughs> nugget of information. He's like, but of course I got, you know, a million different benefits from this course. But um, so that's just one thing to keep in mind. If you're feeling really drained, like allow your spirit to also maybe take a little rest too. <laughs> Perfect tip because I think um, a lot of people have been feeling that drain recently yes. and they've been taking on so much energetically from the global consciousness, yeah, and not keeping themselves away from that. So, um, okay, so let's talking about spirit teams and mm -hmm. guides and stuff. So, I love that five week journey class that you taught, yeah. Uh, so, for you. Who are some of your guides? Who has shown up for you? Yeah. So the um, if we're going to break it down, so the, the main animals are birds in general, but specifically the snowy owl. Okay. And um, that is my main, um, you know, I know that the word spirit animal can kind of be loaded, but like that's my main animal that I work with. Okay. And then um, I work with the elementals a lot. So the way that I perceive nature, the elements, is that there are beings or energies associated with the moss, mm -hmm. with, you know, certain areas of the woods, certain trees. Um, I have friends that experience it more where there's the energy within the land itself. Mm -hmm. That's not my gift. I, I see more so of the the nature elementals. Um, and then my... I do work with the angels a lot as well. The The four main ones that I tend to work with are Michael, um, or Michael Raphael, uh, Shamuel, because of the self-love. Everybody that I see needs to love themselves more. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. Jophiel, um, seeing the okay. beauty in everything around us. And that's the beauty of even the struggle, yeah. you know, being able to see the beauty and the hard things in our life too. So work with them a lot. Um, and then Michael, of course, for protection and maintaining our energy, Raphael for the healing. I see a lot of people for the weight loss and weight loss to me is not just eating less, moving more. We need to heal all of the pieces of ourselves that have struggled with taking on things that other people have said about us, taking on mm -hmm. um, other people's thoughts and feelings and judgments. Yeah. Um, and, and just that harshness that we can kind of turn towards ourselves sometimes. So Raphael helps me a lot with helping people do that healing work on all of those levels. And then my main, my three main guides. And so my idea of guides have changed a little bit. The, the three that I work with are my one grandma. She's my main um, filter. So she's the one that filters all the information to me. Mm -hmm. um, recently, my brother came back around. He was here and then he kind of like was, I think, doing his own thing for a while. And then when Bodhi died, he kind of 
I think came back around just because it was so intense. Mm-hmm. And then actually Bodie has stayed as a guide. Um, I'm finding that a lot of other people who have lost um, either the late term stillbirths or the infant losses um, are finding their way to me. And so I think he's helping facilitate that and then helping me take care of myself so that I can then help other people. Because obviously I'm still working through all of that. It's only been four months. So yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I know. I, my main spirit animal are the manta rays, which awesome things that brought me to Hawaii, but it's also why my company name is mystic manta. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I didn't know that part of you. I like that. But I like you, you know, I've got other animals, but that's my primary one. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I and what are they, what's their, like, what do they help with? Okay. So they're all about going with the flow. Mm. Flow with the universe, but they're also vortexes of manifestation. Oh, okay. They help bring in without struggle, um, whatever it is that one might need. And they are the gentle giants. Um, they're the most highly evolved of all the fishes. Mm. I like sticky stuff. They have the biggest brains of any fish in the world. Wow. <laughs> whale shark, which is the biggest fish in the world. Um, they have brain warming. They are known to have memory. They are conscious beings. And when you're with them, you can feel like how magical and dimension, like higher dimensional. That mm-hmm. Yeah, that is amazing. I just love that animal connection. I think mm-hmm. that was everybody's favorite week. We, I waited till last for the animals, and we did where we. Um, it's very experiential that course, so we went in and connected with a pet that had crossed over and ask them for because you know animals teach us how to take care of ourselves too like they just do what they need to do to take care of themselves they don't like question like oh should i take a nap or should i eat like they just do what they need to do so we were asking what do they need and then we went in and met their like more like that spirit animal that totem animal the main one and then we did any other animals that had messages for them. So it was really neat to see the the breakdown and the different animals that came through and, and why. So I love hearing about people's main uh, animal friend and, and what it means to them. So yeah, well, thank you for sharing. What does snowy owl mean for you? Yeah, the snowy owl is journeying. So I love adventure. I love travel and the biggest piece is that higher perspective. So, mm. so much of the work that I do is helping people take that breath, step back, let go of that big time emotional response, you know, use that higher perspective to view the situation. When we can take that pause, we can start to see the solutions. We can see the bigger picture. We can give ourselves more grace and forgiveness give others more grace and forgiveness and that mm. nighttime feel. So I have a tattoo that is the snowy owl, which is the nighttime and the red tail hawk, which is the daytime. Okay. So it's that idea of the duality too. We can't have day without night. We can't have joy without sadness. You know, we can't have love without hurt. So I am I'm big on that duality piece too. So okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So what for you, is there how many um, like have you had an opportunity to journey into your different lives very much? Because I know you work with a lot of clients just like I do, but sometimes we don't get to do it ourselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so true. You know, it's what I was one of my clients today. She was like, I tell all of my clients this and I was like, so you need to start listening to yourself. Right. And she's like, yeah, exactly. So I know I do the same thing, but yeah, I've done quite a bit of journeying to past lives. Anytime an issue comes up, I do try to take 
um, a few moments to tap in and see if there's any past life work that I need to do. Uh, money issues seem to be a big thing for me. Food issues are a big thing for me. So I've gone to a lot of different lives trying to do all the healing that I need to do around those particular issues. I did one a couple years ago, uh, just my husband and I, when we met, it was that like instant soul connection. So I've done where I just wanted to see how I knew him before. And a couple years ago, I had gone to one in that and we had been married again and we had two children that had died. And in that life, we had kind of turned away from each other went down, you know, two very dark paths. And so I've called on that a lot recently to remember for us to come back together, to communicate, to talk to each other, to work through things instead of, you know, turning away from each other. So yeah, there's just so many ways that doing that exploration work can help us even years from now, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. You bring up your husband because my my husband skipped same thing. Like as soon as I I saw him, we were doing this community service day for realtors where we, we were going to be painting over graffiti in downtown mm-hmm. Olympia. And so I saw him, I'd never seen him before, but I'm like, there were like immediately I knew I knew him and I didn't know how I knew him. He was just so familiar. And then we ended up being on the same paint team and talking the whole time. And like, I mean, it was an instant connection like that. And I, and so when I took my past life regression um, course, then I was, you know, I was curious. I'm like, okay, I want to see, you know, these other, cause I knew we had been together. So one was like a native American life where I was the husband and he was my very supportive wife. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the role he's been in this life. He's been, <laughs> oh, he's, I mean, he's very supportive. Like he, he just supports me in anything that I want to do. Yeah my daughter was our son and then my mom was my granddaughter in that oh, interesting. <laughs> that yeah. really interesting and then um but i've since had multiple like different flashes come in at different times of different lives with him so it's like going on and on and on yeah <laughs> we've done this before we'll do this again <laughs> that's yeah. awesome that's fascinating. So, I mean, there, yeah, so many different ways to use past life regression to explore, mm-hmm. to heal, <clears throat> even um, go to the future mm-hmm. and have people see other things. So, with a class I did recently, I was um, having people explore different lives. So, I, I took them to five different lives, and we were trying to focus on galactic or dimensional, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Going to come up, but one of my people, she in a light, she was a full on planet, like because wow. guy, guy is a planet. She's a living being, you know, dimensional. But so, so my student was a planet and could wow. really, like really felt that, and and then ended up the planet destro- destroyed. But mm-hmm. I've had people be trees, like. Yeah. Oh, I'm a tree. <laughs> and it was scrambling. Mm-hmm. Or even um I had one that was a dragonfly. Oh wow. Um, yeah. And just flying around the garden. Yeah. I mean, so there are so many different ways to explore this kind of work. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and just so many different ways to apply it to yeah. your current life. And yeah. you know, and I think that's always my goal. I've really set the intention that I want to work with people who want to do the deep healing work. Like, yeah, it's just, it can be just for fun, but I, I love the deep healing work. And that's, that tends to be the clients that, that show up for me. They're ready to, to dive in. They're ready to listen to their bodies, connect to their bodies, um, connect to their intuition, connect to their spirit teams, and, you know, we use the past life regression and, and he, uh, hypnosis to, uh, to access all of that. Yeah. <coughs> so what, um, for you, what ways has doing this kind of work benefited you? And, and knowing the information and being psychic, being a medium, like being tapped in. Yeah. Um, I mean, every aspect of my life, I guess. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I mean, I think I did, it just shows with our baby dying, you know, just a couple of months ago because I am so connected, I can see those signs and symbols and synchronicities and it has just brought me a lot of peace. Yeah. I don't think, and then I'm surrounded by people that do Reiki that are also psychic mediums. So, it, you know, and just like the everyday, not everyday people, but you know, just the other people that are in our school community and, uh, our gym, you know, just all of those different pieces of our life, because I am, because I try to come from a place of love and light at all times, and always leave every interaction with me feeling better and the other person feeling better, the outpouring of love that we had and the amount of prayers and Reiki and um, that just were sent our way just have allowed us to, to find this peace within ourselves that I don't think we would have experienced even a year ago, you know, just the way our lives have really moved in this more connected, more loving direction, even in the midst of really hard things like our lives have been a lot has happened that has, you know, technically would be considered not good. But mm -hmm we've learned to be okay and weather those storms and, and keep looking for the solutions and keep looking for the blessings, even in the midst of just a lot of really crappy stuff happening. So yeah. well, I think that's a beautiful reminder for people out there that might be going through stuff. And yeah, you know, there is always support and you mm -hmm. can ask for it, reach out. Yeah. And yeah. Um, no, it's there for you. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how can people find you if they want to work with you? Because you, you do work with people over Zoom. I do. You, yes. And then yes. you're also located in Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. Yep. Western Pennsylvania. Um, I have three offices locally. Well, you know, they're like within an hour of my house in Punxsutawney. And then I've definitely picked up on the online work, which works just as beautifully as in person. I can connect with energies. You know, it, it doesn't have to be in person to have a beautiful connection. So I, my website is Celebrate Every Step. My Facebook is Celebrate Every Step. And my Instagram is Celebrate Every Step. And um, I do have a couple classes coming up, a chakra class. I have a heal your inner child class. And then I will have another self hypnosis, three week course coming up and another meet your spirit team five week course coming up. And okay. I am excited for those. I think everybody should learn self hypnosis because it can just help with every aspect of your life. And um, the meet your spirit team was my first run that just finished up. And it was spectacular. Uh, just everybody that was in the group was, we kept it to five so we could okay. keep a very intimate connection. And I, it blew my mind. Like every class I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Like they just grew in their connection to their intuition and their spirit. Like it, it was amazing. It was amazing to witness. So uh, I love doing that work. I love connecting people with their intuition and, and giving them the power back to, to maintain that. And yeah, so. Yeah. I know we have that in common. We yes. have a lot in common. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you interested, all those classes are then on your website, correct? And your service. Yeah. So I'm working on updating my website. So there okay. is a form to hit to, to send me an email. And then I can send you my link for scheduling. I'm working on getting that all integrated, but it's a work in progress. But they can message me on Facebook and they can message me on Instagram too. I get all of them. Um, although I am going on vacation next week, I leave Saturday and I'm going to try so hard to not work <laughs> at all while I'm on vacation. So um, get a hold of me. We can get you in my schedule for once I come back too. So. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here with me and sharing your stories and really, and your heart. 
Like, yeah. And thank you so much for having me. I just adore you and everything you're doing. And I was so excited that we connected and that we felt like it was a good fit for me to come on and talk with you for a little while. Well, and I appreciate the work that you did with me, um, with our past. Yeah. Life. Yeah, that was so amazing. I'm like still like on a high from experiencing that with you. So yeah. Thank you. And thank, thank you to everyone watching. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos.